Welcome to another true crime podcast, a How Did We Get Here production. This is yet another podcast where two unhinged adults talk about the awful stories behind the most infamous killers, wild cults, and just about anything that'll make you ask, did I remember to lock the front door? This podcast will touch on a pretty wide range of gruesome topics and is not meant for children or the faint of heart. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to another true crime podcast. Hello there. I'm Nani. I'm Nova. Uh, this is the second time we've tried this because my dogs won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. I was saying, we have smoothies. This is like the third episode we've had smoothies with. Yeah. You know, all, all true crime podcasts, they'll have like wine or they'll have coffee. Yeah. But I feel like smoothies are a good deal. Yeah. They're good for you. Especially because there's like the local place here, which is really nice. I, I love the, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of like Smoothie King and stuff just because like they're so chemically tasting. Mm. But the like. Oh, you're right. This does taste real. Yeah. Versus like, that's what, when Harley was like, oh, well, I don't really want to get a smoothie. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. If it says kale, there's actually kale in it. Like it's actual I tried shit. her greens smoothie. Like I tasted that romaine in there. Yeah. It just tasted like green. Yeah. It did taste <laughs> solid green. And I was like, this is a little savory for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. I finished off her smoothie and I was like, this tastes like I'm definitely getting my greens today. Yeah. And, like, I love a V8, but I'm not sure I want to, like, when I think smoothie, I think, like, fruit. Yeah. (laughs) Like a fruit. Yeah. I think of a fruit. Oh, man. I am glad we're getting all the, like, happy stuff uh, talking about early because this story I've got to tell you today is rough. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, Every, I've heard it from, like, multiple different places um every time i hear this story i get so angry <laughs> i hate it so much and yeah we're gonna talk about it <laughs> well we, we talked about cannibalism last week but cannibalism is like fun to talk about that's true it is really fun we've talked about we've had two cannibal stories and they've they've been lovely wait i think i have a version of that space eater oh yeah, it, I like it. Looks like a little fire. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah, yeah. I have that in my room. It goes all the time because I'm constantly freezing. Because it's cold. Unfortunately, we have to shut it off in this room and any form of heat because of the audio. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, I had it running up until now. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the story of, of Lavinia Johnson. Wait, I feel like I've heard this name before. Probably. I feel like I've heard this. This name is extremely familiar to me. Okay. But, like, oh, fuck. Okay, you know what? Just go. Just tell me. <laughs> if you've heard it, I would not be surprised. Lavinia Johnson was born July 27th, 1985. Her mom was uh, Linda Johnson and her dad was John Johnson. She was one of five sisters. Mm-hmm. So she had uh, four other siblings. Uh, and grew up in fluorescent Missouri. In high school, it was said that Lavinia was like super upbeat. She played the violin. She wanted to uh, be a movie producer and like uh, was really into like making movies and stuff. She was an honor student and she graduated from Hazelwood Central High School in 2004. Her high school experience was very like positive. Like she was very, she was a happy kid. She did all these extra things oh, and no. she was like really, really smart and she just like 
had a really good childhood. Growing up, Lavinia and her dad were super, super close. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were saying that they were very, very similar, like in the way that they looked, in the way that they acted and the things they were interested in. Like so her, she's like her a dad. carbon copy of her dad. Yeah. yeah like yeah, the yeah. female version of your dad, of the dad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like they both were super close to each other. Uh, her father was a vet. He served three years and got, uh, after he got out of the military, he got a doctorate in psychology. Mm. Uh, she wanted to follow in her father's footsteps. And while she didn't want to go into psychology, she did want to go into the army. Oh. Um, and sort of not only like follow her father's footsteps, but because she wanted to go to college to be a movie producer, mm -hmm. she wanted to go out of state. And that was going to be really expensive. Like her parents had no problem paying for her to go to college. Mm -hmm. But it was still going to be super expensive to go out of state. And she had four other siblings. And she was just like, you know what? I want to do my own thing. I want to carve my own way. Yeah. Like, I I really want to do this because then the army would pay for her to go to college. And her family was, like, super hesitant about it. Like, her parents weren't super into that idea. Mm -hmm. But she was like, mm -mm, I'm going to do this. I got it. And they were like, okay, do your own thing. She followed her dad's footsteps, went to the military. So right after high school... She ended up going to basic training. Yeah. Um, flying through that. And then we're going to time jump to 2005. So in 2005, Lavinia was a private, private first class in the army, in mm -hmm. the U.S. Army. She was stationed in a military base mm -hmm. in Baghdad, Iraq. Baghdad? In Iraq. Yes. She was stationed in Iraq. <laughs> she called home almost like every day while she was deployed. Mm -hmm. But she worked in this communications building, so it made it really easy for her to be able to do that because that's where all the phones were. Yeah. So she was able to call every day and keep her family updated on what was going on and how she was experiencing the deployment and like how things were going. It was, she was like really she was keeping her parents informed because yeah. again they were super close like her and her family were super super close they would also write letters on top of all that and she seemed to be always like really happy and positive and was super easy to communicate with and she was just loving life and loving doing her own thing and just like loved sharing that with them some of the letters she mentioned she had been like disrespected and there was like some misogyny happening over there. Oh no. Again, this is 2005 and she is a woman in the army, which does not excuse it, but no, that's, that's very really common. really pre uh yeah, really really common, really present in that time. Love uh, it. <laughs> the males often were calling females things that assumed that they were lesser, like um they would call them like soul, like which is half of a soldier, um and other names sort of like that. Mm -hmm. I know that uh -oh. um, one thing is like they would call them mattresses, like walking mattresses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that that's like a big stereotype in the military. Yeah. If at least women or AFAB people in the military are walking mattresses. Yeah. So that was a thing that she was dealing with and that she had told her family about. I feel like I know the story now that you're giving more context and I know it's not going to get better. No, it it's just... It just gets worse. It gets worse every... <laughs> every bullet point so july 14th 2005 lavinia had talked to her dad per usual the end of the day was coming up so she was walking up the building and this was normal like she would often walk up the building at the end of the day and leave but today particularly the soldiers were just ignoring her because she was like hey building's closing we gotta lock up and you gotta get skedaddle go yeah. go away you cannot be here no more i'm sorry and the soldiers were just like mm-mm 
they didn't listen to her. They were just completely ignoring everything that she was saying. And she was having a really hard time trying to get these soldiers to leave. Yeah. So eventually a general walks into the building and is like, why are they not gone? And she's like, I can't get them to leave. So he eventually has to kick these soldiers out, this general. And then instead of getting upset with, yeah, instead of getting upset with the soldiers, he gets upset with Lavinia for not being assertive enough. What and the for fuck? not being like stern enough with them to get them out. All right. We're, <laughs> so did you watch the Golden Globes this week or did you watch all the recaps and shit? Mm-mm. So one of so the announcer or whatever for the Golden Globes, he was making jokes about the Barbie movie mm-hmm. and saying like, oh, Oppenheimer was about the Manhattan Project and Barbie's about a plastic girl with big boobs and all That's these things. And I was, was like, <laughs> That's not and I was just thinking back on like America Ferreira's her monologue in the movie when she was like, you have to be assertive, but you can't be assertive enough. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you have to take charge, but you can't be too bossy or else you'll come off as this way. Mm-hmm. Like, women literally cannot fucking win. And what's wild is, again, I'm going to bring up my wife again because she's in the military. Yes. Um, she's specifically in the army and she's had to talk to me in today's world that she has to deal with this. Yeah. She has to like skirt this line of being assertive and being like, in charge, but also not coming across as a cunt because you're a woman in the military and a, ma- a man could come up and like be assertive or whatever. Be an asshole. And yeah. Like, oh, he's just like, taking he's charge. Just, yeah. He's just taking charge. But if she did that, she'd be a bitch. Yeah. She'd be a bitch. And she'd be so like, stupid. You can't be too assertive. You have to. Oh my God. Like I remember reading something and it was like women who speak out or women that make themselves known. Those are the ones that get torn down and destroyed. Mm -hmm. And that female submission and meekness is celebrated Mm and submissiveness. And I'm like, that's not how I want to fucking go down. So that's fucking garbage. I mean, it is 2005. So like, I'm not shocked at all. (laughs) No. Also like me living in 2024, 20. Fucking it's almost 20 right. fucking years ago. Stop. Yeah. I have to go. <laughs> oh, no. Stop. I have to jump out a window. So Lavinia told her dad about this. Yeah. And her dad was upset. Of course. Justifiably so. He was like, a general should not have talked down to a private like that. No. He should not have talked to you that way. Also, why is he getting mad that... Were these soldiers, like, higher ranking than she was? I don't know. Okay, I was going to say. But also expecting a private first class to kick all, to get all yeah. of them out. Well, they also should have, that's her job. Like, they should have listened to don't her. Fucking, oh, it's here. on them. Anyway, he's upset because the general shouldn't have talked to her that way. Yeah. That is not how he should have handled it. Because, again, he, her dad was in the military. He knows what should have happened. Yeah. So he was like, you've got to get yourself a battle buddy. So a battle buddy is someone that... You, ha- that's you your have person. each other's back. Yeah. That's your go-to. That's your number one. I remember it's my like, dad's battle buddy. He yeah. called him battle. <laughs> I had like my own version of that when I was in ROTC in high school. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're supposed to, no matter what, like if if you get in trouble for something, your battle buddy has your back and is probably getting in trouble with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we did. We did. We both got detention together. <laughs> that's, that's the point of the battle buddy. So yeah. like. You ride like, or die. You, yeah. Military like, version. You need to get a battle buddy. So you need to have someone that has your back that you are always, so you're always together. So you have someone who sees what's happening, can help st- you stand up for yourself and stand up for you. Like you have to have this. And she was not super comfortable with the idea of getting a battle buddy. 
she wanted to like prove that she could do this by herself oh. without assistance. She's like, I am strong enough to handle this. And she didn't really want to ask for help. Oh God. So her dad said, was like, okay, I'm going to give you some an amount of time. Yeah. It was like a few months or a month or so. He's like, I'm going to give you an amount of time for you to get yourself a battle buddy or I am going to get you a battle buddy. Oh, and she shit. was like, I'm going to call somebody and make sure you have someone looking out for you if you don't do it and this just <laughs> this dad like girl dad he he stands up for his daughter the whole time he is such an amazing dad and he just wants her to be safe why am happy. i getting emotional over this <laughs> me getting tears like oh he loves his daughter so much girl dad energy is mm-hmm. strong not, not a healthy father figure <laughs> what's that so one of the <laughs> One of the reasons Lavinia might not have wanted to ask for help is she had recently been sexually assaulted and was being treated for an STD. So she was like, I have already caused this stir, quote unquote. I don't want to cause more attention on myself. Um. She's like, I've already had to like go in and have this happen and I don't want like she didn't she didn't cause to, herself to be sexually assaulted. No. She this is how she was thinking about it. She was like I I don't want more of a stir to be caused because I'm asking for help uh, like after the like right after this. Uh we're not really sure who did it, like who sexually assaulted her. We don't know like sh- why she didn't really tell her family and it wasn't properly documented because oh, she Yeah, she just went in uh, she like was getting treated. It was just like this happened, okay, and that was the end of it. Like there wasn't proper documentation. There wasn't like an investigation. There was nothing like that. She just, we just know that she was being treated. Yeah, for that sort of thing. It is really shitty because that yeah. is a sexual assault in the military is so fucking prevalent. And I remember when I was younger, I wanted to specifically become a clinical psychologist to treat victims of sexual assault in mm-hmm. the military, specifically soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that career, career path has clearly changed yeah. because I'm a tattoo artist now. <laughs> but, like, that's how, like, even as a teenager, I knew that was still such a prevalent thing. Like, even yeah. someone in high school, I knew that was something that was so frequent. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. that they don't treat it and they'll, like, brush it under the rug. And it's so... Like, that's so bad because the statistics, especially in this time, were really high. It was really common for women in the military to get sexually assaulted. I know at least two other women who were in the military around this time, and they have been sexually assaulted in the military. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard some things, and it's not (laughs) good. It's not good. It's not good. So we assume she didn't want to tell her family because she didn't want them to worry. Like, that was a big part of her. She didn't want her to make her family upset. Yeah. Especially, like, her dad. So, <sighs> she didn't get a battle buddy. July 17th, 2005. Uh, Lavinia is uh, 19 at the time. So, she's 19. She's a child. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, she... Oh, yeah, she, she graduated she, in 2004. Mm-hmm. So, this is, like, a year later. And she's in Iraq? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Working in the communications building. She called her family like normal, updated them on everything. She was... They said that she was really upbeat on this phone call. She was really excited because she was starting a new job at the on the base in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was really excited to get to do that. And she was just sort of optimistic about life yeah. um, on this phone call. She also informed her family that her outfit would be rotating 
back to the States in a few months, specifically in time for Christmas, like for her to help the family decorate for Christmas. And apparently like decorating the Christmas tree was something her and her sisters did. Stop. I'm starting to get emotional. (laughs) It was definitely a a tradition that they did. And so on the phone call, she specifically said, don't decorate the Christmas tree. Like, wait for me to get back. Stop. So she was just like, she's not coming back, is she? Mm-hmm. Ah! Uh, she was just super happy like she was excited for Christmas she was excited for this new job she was excited to see her family again she was so she was a teenager she was a te- she's 19 on top of that her birthday was in a few days I wish y'all could see my faces right now because it's yeah oh god here we go so July 19th 2005 Lavinia had been in Iraq for just under two months. She was found in a contractor's tent on the military base with a small bullet wound. There were bruises on her and there was no bullet found. This was eight days for her 20th birthday. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? So this is only half the story. This is only half? Uh. It gets worse? Unfortunately, it gets worse after this. So that summer morning, Lavinia's dad, John, and her mom were having breakfast. You know, normal morning. She was making, I don't know, eggs or something. That's what I like to eat for breakfast. And there was a knock at the front door. Oh, no. Um, And they saw that there was a soldier outside. And the dad already knew that that meant nothing good had happened. Because, again, he was a soldier. He ha- he knows these protocols and sorts of things. Yeah. So they opened the door and the soldier informed uh, the Johnson family that Lavinia had died. Chaos happened in the house. John said that, or Mr. Johnson said that his wife just broke down uh, sobbing and like everyone was really upset. Thankfully, he is like, thankfully, but not thankfully, he is more of a problem solver yeah like he's not an immediate reactor he's like okay i'm now gonna get answers yeah which is great for this entire story yeah like he keeping his head has moved things forward more than they would originally oh, which is good okay so i'm gonna cling on to him for right now <laughs> for comfort yeah. he's a, he's the good guy through the whole thing okay Usually dads in all these stories, they don't, uh... Yeah, so... Most of the stories we've told so far are... (laughs) It hasn't had positive uh, father figures. That's... This this is the best father figure, and I feel so bad that this happened to him. Is he still alive? Is the family still alive? Or I assume the family's still... At least the Mm -hmm. daughters are, but okay. Uh, This was, like, 20 years ago. I think the parents are still alive. I think the dad's dealing with some medical issues, but as far as I saw, they're still alive. This is... Awful. So the soldier ended up accidentally letting it slip that she had like committed suicide. Like she he was like, yeah, self what inflicted wounds or something like that. And they were like, what? What do you mean? And he apparently was not supposed to tell them that. So he was just like, oh, I um, didn't, um, you know, mean whatever. And they were like, no, you've got to tell us like what's going on. And they hold him hostage, like, mm, nope, you're not leaving. John was like, what do you mean my daughter killed herself? Like, he had talked to her two days before. Like, no, just like just two days before this happened. Yeah. 
And she was happy. She was looking forward to the future. She was excited about seeing the family. Like there was no reason from his perspective that she would do that. And he's just like, I know my daughter. Yeah. She would not do that. That's not a thing that would happen. Like she would not kill herself. So the family is not believing this. And so they tried to pull more information out of the soldier, but the soldier was like, I got it. Oh, and so he didn't didn't tell them anything more. And he was just like, wait for a phone call. No, give you more information on that. They do get the phone call. And um, this other uh, military personnel or soldier lets them know that Lavinia had locked down the building around 4 or 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. Locked down the communications building. Apparently she had left for PT for physical training. Yeah. It's called physical training. I'm going to say PT because it's easier. Yeah. Because she was found in her PT uniform. However, the other soldiers said that she didn't show up for physical training. Like, she, they were like, where the fuck is Lavinia? And so eventually one of the soldiers went looking for her and they found her in this tent. That's, that's how they ended up finding Lavinia because she didn't show up for PC. They were like, where the fuck? And they went to go find her. So they found her in her physical training uniform. The family started asking questions and was trying to get more information out of the army Mm -hmm. or out of the soldiers that were like, giving them information and they just were everyone that was telling them stuff was giving them vague and really contradictory information like none of it was straightforward it was all like super fucking sus they're trying to brush it under the yeah essentially they were just like oh yeah she definitely just i don't know she ended up there she just offered herself yeah totally and i what i'm gonna tell you in the next couple bullet points will also make you go <laughs> It'll also be like that's real sus. Stay psych right now. Uh, <laughs> so she was uh, buried with honors. She was given a promotion and given good conduct and accommodation medals when she was buried. Oh wow! They promoted her and she's dead. <laughs> What's she gonna fucking do with that? Right, right. Uh, it's so- sorry that you're dead. We're gonna promote you. So this looks good on your fucking headstone. Yeah, yeah. So it looks, looks better, better on better. the army. <laughs> we promoted her because in death there's honor. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So the official investigation, the official investigation, I swear I can speak, that was done by the U.S. Army took months to do. They ended up concluding that Lavinia had shot herself, that she had committed suicide, and she had done it by shooting herself in the mouth with an M16 rifle. Mm -hmm. And I saw in some places that it would be impossible for her to shoot herself an M16 with an M16 rifle she would have it's to big it is big <laughs> i was gonna say i was thinking a handgun but i was Mm-mm. like if you're it's in a rock and so how the fuck so i asked sabrina <laughs> what'd you say i was like would this be possible she was like yes it would be possible to shoot yourself in the mouth with an m16 uh-huh however it would be really awkward because of the positions. And Lavinia her foot. is five foot one. So she's really tiny. She's got short arms. She's so, snack sized. Whereas it is, wouldn't be impossible. It would be awkward. Like y'all really thought this five foot one soldier yeah. took this massive ass rifle and just boop. Yeah. A handgun would have been easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. There would have been easier ways to do that. Where I'm pretty sure she would have had, this is so dark, but she would have had access to an easier method. Yeah, if she's going to do it, she's got easier fucking methods and she's not going to use the biggest fucking thing, one of the biggest things they got. And Sabrina pointed out that it's not all the time. I know someone 
unfortunately, that did commit suicide by shooting himself in, like, by eating a bullet, essentially. Oh, same. Um, oh, great. I'm just, oh, wait, no. <laughs> Sabrina was right here. did point mm-hmm. out that it is more, statistically more likely for a female to not shoot themselves to commit suicide. Yeah, it's. Like a female, quote unquote. Yeah, it's typically, like, methods like poison or yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. Um, and then males are. Uh, assigned male at birth, they'll typically use methods that are t- considered more violent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that won't, that doesn't happen and all that sort of stuff. But statistically, but to throw more matters. shade on this whole thing, statistically, that would have been more unlikely than not. Yeah. Uh, so the testimonies that the U.S. Army got from the other soldiers that she worked with said that she had been depressed over a recent breakup with her boyfriend of six months. So that could have done it. <laughs> that could have been why she committed suicide. Yeah. Sam, Nani is squinting real hard. She's trying to see the logic. There is none. What? What? Yeah. A boy of six months. Six goddamn months. I'm like, no. Six months. She's th- Her dad is like, I call bullshit. Yes. So... This is this is what the official investigation found. I hate it here. Yeah. So they ended up ruling her death a suicide. So when they shipped Lavinia's body back to the States to be buried, mm-hmm. the army suggested to the family to do a closed casket because apparently there was a lot of damage done by the M16. I mean, yeah. So, of course, the family did an open casket. <laughs> the dad specifically was like, I made sure to look at her. I made sure to... Put eyes on my daughter to, like, see what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Here, str- look, open casket. Those are brutal emotionally. Uh, so there are pictures. What? Yeah, there are pictures of the open casket. And so I saw, I also have seen her uh, dead body. Uh, oh, love that. And, oh, Lord, I've seen too many pictures of her dead. <laughs> so last me a lifetime. I have many things to tell you. So her dad ended up noting that her face was in great condition. There was no like gaping hole from a bullet. There Wait, was there no, wasn't? Mm-mm. There was, instead, there was a small like exit wound in like the back of her head. Like not something that an M16 would cause, something that a smaller caliber, like rifle, smaller caliber gun would cause because it yeah. was a small What wound. the fuck? Oh my god. I'm expecting that the back of her head is gone. Yeah. yeah that's that's what, what I'm thinking. That's when you what's say, supposed to happen. That's how that would have would have looked. It's not a pre it, It's <laughs> it's very me- because this is real this, this is gonna be real dark. But when you're shooting yourself, you're not expecting to survive. So Mm-mm. it's probably gonna be gruesome, especially like the angle and you having to finagle and obviously if she's so fucking small and this rifle's fucking massive you'd expect it to like to kind of tilt or go off Mm -hmm. to the side and have her fucking brains blown out but a tiny and her face is someone make it make sense it doesn't and that's the problem doesn't so she also had like cuts and bruises on her as well as it looked like someone had reset her nose. Like it had been broken and someone had like put it back in place. Uh, also, also, her gloves were glued on. Her glove for some reason. And they were like, they went to the the corner or whatever. Like the John went to the corner and was like, 
why uh, is that normal did they glue gloves on to hands and no. the coroner was like what the no fuck? that's weird <laughs> like what the that's fuck's not going normal on? oh god and i saw somewhere that they were like they could have been keeping someone from getting DNA evidence from under her fingernails yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, because this is a little dark, but when you get, or yes. with assault kits, they'll test under your nails. Yeah. They'll get the DNA. So Bailey Sarian said this, and I will also say it. If someone is attacking you and you don't, not even if you don't think you're going to survive, like it does not matter. You scratch the fuck out of them. Yes. Get as much of their skin, of their DNA, under your little thingies so that they can find, especially, like, especially, especially if you're like, I'm not gonna survive this. Yeah. Like, you don't, don't let these fuckers get away. I'm gonna tell a really dark joke. scratch the fuck. This is real dark. Really dark, but this is how I cope. So, uh, in 2019, I was was sexually assaulted and I had to go get a rape kit done. And Mm -hmm. I did it within the first 24 hours and so they got the most traumatizing part out of the way you know Mm -hmm. the speculum they got that part out and so they're going and they're doing the dna under my nails like they're getting the dna and they're like getting hair and shit and i tell them i'm like i tell the nurses because i'm completely out of it so dissociating and i'm like you're gonna find two sets of dna in there but that's because the guy that i fucked earlier that was some fun dirty raunchy very (laughs) consensual sex and i was like the other one that wasn't that was the one that that did this that put me in here and they were looking at me like uh and i was like please laugh with me just just joke at my pain please joke at my fucking pain (laughs) but yeah like you scr- your nails are a lot more durable than you think they are. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they'll do some fucking damage. So if anybody tries fucking attacking you, you scratch the shit out of them. You turn them into a carving board. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now, Especially- I personally was too drunk to do that. But if I hadn't have been, mm-hmm. then he would have come out looking like a fucking cat scratcher. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I have acrylics now, and I have them consistently. So, like, <laughs> if someone comes at you, <laughs> and if some motherfucker... God forbid. They're taking uh, 10d6 slashing damage. <laughs> <laughs> roll d20 for damage. Or roll d10 for damage. Uh, okay. Well, there also was no, like, DNA test done on her body or anything what? like that. Like, they didn't test for anything. Like, as far as they were told, there was no, like, there was no rape kit done. There was no DNA testing and, like, all that sort of stuff. Because they were just like, this is suicide. So... You know, so the dad was like, Mm-mm. "No, no, no, this is weird. I, no, I, no, no. I, you have to show me evidence. I need to see all of the evidence that you have collected." We love an educated man. He he has a PhD. This is a doctor <laughs> in psychology. This is even better. Vans is like, uh, absolutely not. I know mm-hmm. how this fucking works. Mm-hmm. So he started his own investigation because everything that he got from the army was degraded. Or vague, or just not consistent. So they gave him a really awful, like degraded. They gave him really awful degraded photos, and just all that sort of stuff. Like really grainy. Yeah, they could see like vague shadows and stuff, and still like the vague shadows didn't make sense in the pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was trying to get this like CD-ROM that they had that had color photos on it, and like oh yeah, like actual stuff that he could see and so eventually he had to file a freedom of information request and he got some local legislators to help him oh like shit they straight up are there was some like 
quotes from one of them that was just like, I am helping because this is fucked up. Like, this girl's we been, are going to help him. We're going to help solve this. been let down. Like, she was failed. Yeah. And all of these people are stepping up to, like, help her. <laughs> like, I mean, it's late, but also, like, they're trying to help make this right, at least to the family. Yeah. So he got a lot of help from local legislators. And the legislators put in hours of work to get stuff, to get the U.S. Army to give them information. These motherfuckers probably weren't getting paid either. Mm-mm. I think I think it was pro bono, from what I remember seeing. Wow, look at the community coming together. Yeah. So, they were able to obtain the original autopsy report and the photos on the CD-ROM. What? Yeah. I've seen these photos. I hate them. The, the autopsy report revealed that she had a broken nose, which had been pushed in and to the left. She had black a black eye. Her teeth were loose, like she had been punched in the face. Oh, my God. She had cuts and bruises all over her face and stomach. Her elbow was dislocated. Uh, she had burn marks on her hands and back. It looked like she had been dragged through, like, some sort of dirt because there was, like, gravel all, like, there was, her backside was all kinds of dirty. Like, there was gravel. There was, like, dirt all on her back. Oh, my God. There were also burns on her genitals. That looked like it was from some sort of acid. Oh my god. Yeah. There was weird gunshot wound that she couldn't have... That would have been really hard for her to do herself. And there was no gunpowder on her hands. So I think the bullet had like lodged... Or like it had gone behind her eye or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. And the biggest thing that was there was no gunpowder on her hands. They also... The family learned that she was being treated for STD after being sexually assaulted. What was the STD? I don't know. Damn. But uh, it was treatable. Oh, that's just me. Oh, it was probably like gonorrhea. Something like that. But this, they also had to learn that their daughter had been sexually assaulted. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, here's another cherry topper. Our dead daughter was probably killed. Yeah. And also assaulted before all this. And that she didn't tell them. Yeah. Like, I'm sure the dad, I can imagine what the dad would have done when he found out. Yeah. But still, that has to be heartbreaking. (sighs) Yeah. Also, she had body parts cut. What? So her tongue, anus, and part of her vagina were cut out. And what? Yeah. Cut out? And filled with something called Woundstat. Do you know what Woundstat is? I don't know what that is. So Woundstat is uh, a substance to put in, like bleeding wounds like oh. a bullet wound or if someone gets injured on in the field or like on it battle like you shove the wound full of wound stat and it hardens and stops it oh. from any further bleeding okay yeah the problem with that is that it requires surgery to remove like you can't just pull it out so by putting wound stat in those places they could not gather any evidence like any dna evidence because they had to surgically remove those <laughs> the wound stat. What the fuck? Yeah. They cut <sighs> it out? Yeah, they did. They did that thing. So there was also the crime scene photos, which made no sense. In the photos, I'm going to try to describe them as best as possible. Mm-hmm. In the photos, there is Lavinia's body. There's a cot mm-hmm. next to her. So she's on the right of this cot. And she's laying down and her body's kind of twisted and her arm is a like, she's laying on her back. Yeah. Like, back end's twisted a little bit. And her, like, arm is above her head, like, across her arm, her eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. So, she's got her arm, like, the crook of her elbow resting sort of across her face, on her back, and her legs are twisted a little bit. 
to the side. You know, kind of like when you sleep on your back, but you don't sleep on your back. Yeah. Kind of like that. There were papers burned, like, on the right side of where she was. Like, there was just a pile of crumpled burned papers, which the army said that was, like, letters from the ex-boyfriend. So someone tried to frame it. I think so. So they tried to fucking stage the scene. Yeah. Okay. Like, they tried to set the scene. They were like, oh, yeah, she killed herself. Uh, boyfriend letters. Yeah. Oh, she's devastated. Uh-huh. That's why her nose is broken, right? Obviously. Well, That's we... why she has wounds that in her missing tongue, anus, and vagina. Yeah. That's why she was, looked like she had been beat up. And, oh, also, it's, there was, her, like, right leg had been set on fire or something like that. What the fuck? Yeah. A lot of things happened to this woman. There was also the cot between her and... On the left side of the cot was her weapon, was the, was the M16. Yeah. She's right-handed. So how the weapon ended up on the left side of the cot, as well as, like, it's far away. If she had, like, shot herself, the weapon would have fallen close to her. Not far, I wish I could show you, but not far away. Like, it's, it's a good two yards. What the it's hell? It's across the cot, which is not, like... Someone, yeah, whoever did this, <laughs> y'all clearly didn't think this through. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. No, no, I'm laughing. I am just in complete disbelief. This yeah. is the whole picture looks sus as hell. In 2007, John decided to have make a really tough decision to have her body exhumed for a second autopsy. Oh, God. Um, the second, like, an in- independent autopsy not yeah. done by the military. It ended up being inconclusive, unfortunately. But the whole thing is still super, super sus. Because Lavinia, again, was five foot one, super small. It was going to be real awkward for her to hit- shoot herself with an M16. The exit wound was too small to be an M16. And there was no other weapon found in the tent. Mm-hmm. There was bruising all over her body. There was evidence that she had been raped. There was apparently bloody footprints outside of the tent or outside of like her tent. There was no, there was still no bullet found. And the whole statistics about women that are more likely to not shoot themselves as a form of suicide. Yeah. Particularly in the face. On top of everything, she was happy. Like everyone around her was saying, I don't know. I have no idea. Per her dad, she loved life. She loved living. She loved just everything. She was super upbeat. And I'm not saying that people who commit suicide are always like sad and depressed. Like some people just are like that. They're really happy and they don't appear depressed. But this on top of the way that the crime scene was and all this like... The math ain't math. Yeah. Nothing, nothing fit. So I'm more inclined to be like, she was really happy. There's not, I know, I feel like her dad would have known her been like this is not then he was said this is not a thing she would do yeah which could just be a grieving parent but again crime scene doesn't make sense yeah like if the crime scene had fit the bill and, and if doesn't. she had like od'd or tried yeah if she tried to od yeah. or something if she had even like eaten a bullet and the gun wound made sense and the gun was near her and she had... And it was, like, in her hands. Yeah, and she had gunshot residue on her hands. Then that's one thing. Then, like, oh, my goodness. And then they find out their daughter was sexually assaulted and they're like, oh, my God, like, yeah, this makes sense. But, like, none of this is adding up. No, none of it makes sense. The Um. fact that her gloves were glued to her hands Mm -hmm. because they didn't want that fingernail, that residue under her fucking fingernails to expose Mm -hmm. the absolute awful monsters that did this to her. Mm -hmm. To this day, army, the army keeps saying, well, um, they're not like actively saying bullshit, but they have just kept up this bullshit. 
they've been like, like we care for the family, our hearts break for them, but what happened happened. She she committed self die. Uh, <laughs> like just own up, own up and tell the truth. This is not a cute look. It's not. So she had sent, which is so sad. I'm just gonna push the knife in further, which is not a good reference for that was in poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> She had sent her dad uh, like a Father's Day card weeks before. Stop! She was I'm gonna killed. start fucking crying. Um, and in it, it said like father, like daughter. Stop! And it just showed how much she like really loved her family and really loved her dad. This is the first time these stories have got me emotional. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is awful. We've literally talked about a man eating a woman's asshole, <laughs> and that yeah. just made me like go icky. But like this. It's her love for her family. Yeah. This is making me fucking tear up. Yeah. And I mean, this... Oh, God. He... So there are still today petitions to reopen her case. So, like, if you want feel inclined, go. You can sign these petitions. They are out there actively as of 2023 was when I was doing some of the research. Like, that's what it was dated when I was looking. Um, they were probably still open as of 2024. She would have been 38 years old today if she oh was alive God. as of January 17th, 2024. Her dad, John Johnson, still believes it was a cover-up and that Lavinia would wow. not commit suicide. Yeah. He has recently, I think of 2020, 2018 or 2020, had said that he was like, this, I will continue to fight to like have my give my daughter the justice that she deserves like he is still trying to be like this is i we just want the truth that's such a good dad yeah um i think he's stopped like the family sort of stopped actively like out being out in the media and like that sort of thing yeah so he's they've sort of stopped actively doing that because of the father's declining health yeah Um, but they have been in a lot of interviews. Like, there's a lot of stuff out there that you can hear directly from the family about this case. And it's all heartbreaking. And it always makes me so angry because I hate abusive power like that. That, oh my god, that's yeah, so awful. Okay, now that, like, the name sounded really familiar. And now I know because I was, like, the more you kept telling, I was like, oh my god, I have heard this story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm not surprised. Um, I mean, I wanted to join the military for the longest time. And, like, this was something my dad, my biological dad, was very worried about. Yeah. And, I mean, you can still, I mean, the tattoo industry isn't great for its treatment of women or hasn't been well <laughs> known is. for that. <laughs> no. No. As long as there are women trying to be in the workforce, mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone who is trying to assert their dominance and assert their masculinity. Yeah. And take advantage of a woman or AFAB person mm-hmm. in this setting and mm. it's gross and it's disgusting. And the fact that the army is trying to cover, has still been covering this up for 20 fucking years. Yeah. This 19 year old girl who had everything going for her mm-hmm. and literally said, don't decorate the Christmas tree without me. Yeah. She just wanted to go be a movie producer. That's what she wanted to do. She wanted to be able to pay it for college. And instead, she got... Lucy, come here. She she got treated in so many ways that she did not deserve. And is still being treated that way because it's She's still... She's frozen in time. Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah. 
Bootsy agrees. He does agree. He does agree. Oh, so. So if you feel so inclined, sign some petitions. I'm sorry this episode is so, it makes me angry. I'm sure it made you angry. This made me so fucking mad. Yeah. It, uh, and, and, the, and those men who did this to her, like they're still walking around. Like that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. That's, that's the, the worst part. part. No one has been punished for doing that to her. Because you have to have supplies to set someone on fire. First of all, no one was accused or prosecuted for sexually assaulting her. And second, someone fucking murdered her. Someone murdered- someone literally took out her body parts. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a few people. Like, it's brutal. Oh, it sounds like- it sounds like it was a few people, not just one person, because if there was no blood, that was like- There was. There was, was blood. Just, was there was- she was laying- if you look at the pictures, I meant to say that, but there were, like, pools of blood Oh, never mind her. then. Yeah. Okay, then that makes sense. She was killed there, yeah. And the bloody footprints. They didn't, like, analyze the footprints or anything? No! The, so I if mean, there are bloody footprints shit. leaving out, how how did she kill herself if she's bleeding, if she's in pools, pools of blood? So, per the military, per the army is investigation or whatever, she had gone into the tent, uh-huh, beat herself up. Yes, definitely. Dragged herself through the dirt. Mm-hmm, yeah, definitely. Sexually assaulted herself. Yep. Gone girl. Then removed parts of her body, put Woundstad in it. Yes. Shot herself in the head. Mm-hmm. Put the gun on the other side of the cot. Definitely. And died with her arm above her head. Yeah. Her- she, she did all of this. I hope those people burn in whatever afterlife there is i hope that they suffer because they're just fucking in the per the people that are cover actively co- i bet you they were high fucking ranking probably that's probably what happened or someone that's probably who was a high ranking soldier decided to uh to get his rocks off on a 19 year old yeah. <laughs> in a foreign country because it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like the protocols over there are any fucking better because it's a war zone so yeah. they're like, oh, it's equal opportunity over here. We can just bullshit our way through this. Well, so I have heard, I heard from someone who is not my wife, who was former military. So a friend of mine that was former military, he had been deployed a couple times. And he was like, some of the people that get deployed when they're not in America get scary. Yeah. Because of a fucking power trip that they have. Yeah. And they don't see people as people anymore, especially like women or people that they see as lesser. Definitely not. I mean, like I understand to an extent because if you are going onto a war zone mm-hmm. and you have to kind of like get rid of parts of your humanity to be yeah. able to just like kill a human being. But I mean, that doesn't excuse it. It's yeah. Of read like I guess it's a defense mechanism to like try and because humans aren't but meant don't to hurt kill people. No, no, they're not. No, humans are not meant to hurt people. Humans are not meant to go through all of these forms of trauma, which is why our brains go fucking bananas uh-huh. and do things like and why we so have our PTSD fight or flight. Yeah, it's why we have our sympathetic nervous system. Why we have fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And why we have post traumatic stress because the human brain was not wired for this. Like animals. Yeah. They're they're used to violence. They're used to all of this shit. But like, yeah. humans are not meant for this. We are thinking. We're we uh, think a lot. We think too much sometimes. All of this to say, I don't hate the military. I don't hate people in the military. No, like me not either. everyone is this way. No, but but a select few people are in the military and sometimes are this way. 
It is so very dangerous. If you're in the military, I guess check yourself and check your friends. Uh, have a battle buddy. Have a battle buddy. Please have a battle buddy. Because this can happen not only to women, but also to men. Yeah. Oh, yes. So it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Don't be afraid to have a battle buddy. Don't be afraid to have someone to help you and have your back. If you are sexually assaulted, please reach out to um, your local assault center. I'll, I'll add the phone number that I did for a couple episodes ago. Yeah, um, I know we had it on one of our episodes. Kendall Francois. Yeah, I know we had it there. Yeah, so I'll I'll put that in again. Please, Please know you are supported and safe. Yeah. Even if you're in the military, if you if are civil- a normal person, if you're a civilian, everyone deserves no to be No one deserves helped. to be, yeah, no one deserves to be sexually assaulted. No it is one, one of the worst, what was it? So it's uh, on the same level as attempted murder. Yeah. As attempted homicide. Like, that is on this. On, like, the trauma scale, yeah, that it's on the same level as attempted homicide. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not good. So after I was, I have a degree, I have a bachelor's in psychology, and mm-hmm. so, and I was still in college at the time, and so naturally, my little brain was like, let's do all the research we can about it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just deep diving. I was just deep diving. Mm-hmm. And even my therapist was like, you need to not do that. He was like, <laughs> I know that it's, like, part of our nature yeah. and stuff as, like, psychology people but also you're not making this better on yourself you're just hurting yourself more and i was like but i need to know it's that sick fascination no that, that's why we're doing this fucking podcast our sick fascination <laughs> that's what we should have named crime. the podcast sick, sick fasc- fascination damn it oh well sick fascination it's fine <gasps> okay it's- well Go be a good person. Go be a good person. Don't be a bad person because then we'll know Go and watch, we'll find you. We'll find you and we'll make an episode about you. <laughs> we'll make an episode about you. Yeah. Remember that. You want me to drag you through our podcast while I drink a smoothie? <laughs> Not the smoothie. Not the smoothie. Okay. Well, you can find us on Instagram. Um, it's How Did We Get Here Productions, but just the first ones because I still haven't learned it. So, and I'm not going to at yeah. this point. Valid. Um, we'll be back. We're starting up posting every week so we'll see you next week yeah which is exciting um <laughs> hopefully that doesn't <laughs> hopefully that's not a poor decision on our part but i feel like we're fine. i mean we have so much content yeah i also really enjoy this yeah so. this is really fun like yes this episode was super dark but like the the family was what and the dad oh, like kept god. me going oh god it's the research i don't know what it is. it's just like you have to know i have to know oh god that's awful. Yeah. So, uh, and if somehow you are one of the people that did this and you stumbled upon our podcast, um, I hope you, uh, I hope awful things happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Awful Me things. Too. Um, I was going to say other things, but, um, I realized no. that people listen to this. So <laughs> uh, I have a lot hypothetically, of, hypothetically, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hypothetically, I hope awful things happen to the people that, um, did this and if they stumbled upon our podcast. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like we're not that. Oh, not no. not there. There, that's not our audience. No, not at all. No, not not two queers. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another true crime podcast with your hosts Nani and Nova, directed and produced by the How Did We Get Here Productions team. Our music is "Ghost" by Tim Beak at timbeak.com. and a special thanks to our listeners for all your love and support. <laughs>